Happiness, like human beings, like you, needs to be nurtured, cultivated, sustained. In other words, to attain greater and sustainable states of happiness, your happiness needs to be fed. Hey, it's Wei, and this is the podcast about a man, his dog, and their musings around happiness. And here's your host, me, Wei. Hey, it's Wei, and welcome to another episode of the Hey, It's Wei podcast. And I think it's about time. See, the premise of this entire podcast is really all around unlocking happiness, but more specifically, unlocking your unique code of happiness. It's something that I do every single day with all my students and all my clients. And I think we're at we have enough episodes, enough premise or foundations to start talking about different ways that we can actually unlock happiness. So this episode is gonna get a little sciency. Is that a word? Doesn't matter. It is now, at least for this episode. Okay. See, part of the unlock code, and this is is about feeding, learning how to feed your happiness. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that and why that's so important. Because part of the unlock code for your happiness is learning how to fuel the necessary internal mechanisms of the energy required for highly resilient states of happiness. What? <laughs> okay, so let me say that again. Part of understanding what your unique unlock code of happiness is, is learning how to fuel the necessary internal mechanisms of yourself, your mental, emotional, energetic, and physical states of existence, of the energy required for highly resilient states of happiness. Why? Because we are human. We're not, we're not designed to be happy all the time. We're not cyborgs. But how do we maintain greater states of happiness, longer states of happiness, is create a high-level resiliency. And your unlock code gives you and affords you the ability to do that. Okay. Now, remember, I'm an engineer, or at least that's what I went to school for. And so part of my mind and how I was raised, because my dad's an engineer, is I, I love breaking things down. As much as I love the esoteric, the spiritual approach, the philosophical, holistic approach, there's an equal part of me that loves bridging the gap between the esoteric, the metaphysical, to the physical, and using science, per se, as much of it as possible, to explain that which previously was not explainable. I've had challenges with teachers in the past that refused to explain why in a more grounded scientific method. See, I truly believe when it comes to science and the difference to that, science is just a way for human beings to help translate what was traditionally thought to be untranslatable. And that's why advances in sciences really starts to bring us closer and closer to understanding and to validate the metaphysical. Validate that which in previous eras or generations was perceived to be weird or uh, esoteric or holistic or as a lot of people call it, colloquial terms, be called too woo. I mean, think about it. 
Merlin, back in the day, was considered a wizard. We now know him to just be a mad scientist who was way ahead of his time. <laughs> okay? But let's get back to the topic. What does it mean to feed your happiness? Well, let's think about what happens when you are actually hungry. Or if you actually get hangry, let's talk about when you're hangry. Think about the last time that you didn't eat for a really long time, or you weren't able to eat, but you really wanted to, and you got yourself to be famished. You got to be really, really hungry. So hungry that you could eat a horse. I find that phrase just so funny because that's not a cool thing to do, to eat a horse. Horses are beautiful things. But anyway, so hungry that you could eat a horse. How did that feel? Not eating the horse, but being so hungry that you feel, felt like you could. In those moments, did you feel you were in a state of true and authentic happiness? Or if you were outwardly expressing happiness and pretending not to be hungry, was that authentic happiness or were you just putting on a face so you could be socially acceptable in that moment when in fact you were super hungry and just really wanted to kind of like, you know, stop whatever it is that you're doing so you could feed yourself? Because our unique happiness in our lives is powered and driven by our existence, by our own existence. Our unique experience in happiness in our own lifestyle. It is really important to understand that because it is so closely tied to our existence as human beings, and because human beings need to be fed, so does our happiness. In order to have, for all the necessary chemical reactions to be actuated due to our happiness or to contribute to our happiness so that we can have a reaction or be able to have a determination of happiness, energy is required. I don't need to go too deep about talking about energy. I just love the fact that we have super colliders right now so that we can understand that energy really is the basis of all existence, all physical existence. Without energy, none of the lattice structure of the quarks and the molecular structure of how things are actually put together can actually be held together. Energy what binds what everything together. So energy is required for all aspects, not only of our physical existence, but also for our emotional expression, including happiness. How we humans understand it best is in the form of how we feel energetically. How we feel and use the word energy to describe how we feel is one of the best ways to understand just whether or not we're exhibiting states of happiness or states of unhappiness. To put it simply, when we are in a state of happiness, we feel energized. When we are in states of unhappiness, we feel exhausted, depleted, and drained. It's that simple. Our energy levels and our ability to manage our energy levels, thus, is key to maintaining our states of happiness. So let me put it in the most simplest statement of all. No energy means your happiness will starve and throttle you into states of unhappiness. In other words, if you are not doing things to energize yourself, to contribute to feeding yourself the energy necessary, and I don't mean just food, but activities that feed us, your happiness will starve. 
which then throttles you into a state of unhappiness. So then the question is, okay, I get it, Way. We need to feed our happiness. What exactly do we need to do? And this has to go into uh, what we determined in the work that we do and the technology we use to help people unlock their unique code of happiness. From a scientific standpoint, it has to do with nuclear forces. See, our behavior patterns, what drives us, what motivates us, and ultimately how what, what stimulates our emotional response is a nuclear force reaction. And I don't need to go too far deep, but my father is a PhD in electrical engineering. We actually got into a conversation about quarks and what's smaller than a quark, which is the one of the, is now is now determined at this point the smallest particle um, that we know in existence. But he said there's actually a smaller particle, but because it's so short lived in its lifespan, nobody really nobody really considers it um, substantial. But there's something even smaller than that. But as we were talking about that, I said, hey, doesn't that sound like an emotional response that human beings have because what we do on a quark level if you just magnify that and turn it into a human being don't we don't we act the same way and even my father the most logical the most grounded engineer that is has done some amazing things in this life time he kind of agreed so if our emotional response, including happiness, on a scientific level is driven by nuclear forces. What can we do then to optimize that? In other words, what feeds you? What lights you up? What puts your nuclear force state into a strength as opposed to a weakness? Knowing this, out of all the different components of how your code works to help you unlock your new code of happiness, knowing this will give you a very key prominent component to your unlock code of happiness. And what I'm going to talk about are a few things that you want to listen to and think about say, hmm, does that drive me? Does that motivate me? Because if that does, it will be a very key component to feeding your happiness. See, there are people who are fed, and everybody gets fed differently. For example, there are people fed by what we like to call perseverance, the ability to get things done. Those who like to check off checklists and everything like that. If you're one of those people, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not one of those people, then it doesn't, doesn't resonate with you. Literally, there are people who are throttled into states of happiness when they're able to check off a checklist, cross it off. Literally, crossing it off gives them energy. It energizes them to be in a state of happiness. There are people who are driven by accomplishment and not just accomplishing little tiny milestone, stepping stone goals or tasks. We're talking about big, big goals. And they're so driven by that, they're, it's all about accomplishing those goals. And when I describe these different ways that people feed themselves to achieve greater states of happiness, I am talking about simply the strengths of these nuclear forces. There are people who are fed by being able to create routines and order in their lives. These are the people who like to have 
structure such that they have a routine in the morning, they have a routine evening, and if their whole entire life was a routine, they would be happy as a lark, and it lights them up. But if you're not driven that way, and you're more into having more of a diverse lifestyle in which like you like to travel, you're a jet setter, and you like uh, you have a wanderlust personality, and that drives you. That is literally the complete opposite of that those that are driven by creating order, and thus two different unlock codes of happiness. There are people who are driven and light up when they're able to present to large groups of people. And there are those who are lit up by being able to close the door to the world and be one with the space that they're in so that they can create and just be a little task rabbit and get things done. And that drives them as well. And these are just a few examples of the different ways that people can be, can access their unique code of happiness. And if you're paying any attention at all, you should have realized by now that everybody has a slightly different way of feeding their happiness and thus a different code of happiness. So this is an episode you might have to listen a couple times just to get everything that I want because I just kind of threw as much as I could within the agreed-upon time constraint of this podcast series. 15 minutes or less. <laughs> but hopefully it's enough for you to start to explore, hmm, what can I start doing? What can I start to pay attention to in terms of my daily activities of what energizes me and lights me up and what doesn't? And how do I start increasing my greater states of happiness by simply curating and creating a lifestyle where I spend most of my time lighting myself up. Something to think about. And that's it for this episode of the Hayes Way Unlocking Happiness podcast. If you got some good nuggets of happiness-inducing inspiration inspiring you to learn how to start feeding your happiness, remember to subscribe and share this podcast to everyone whose happiness or whose unlock code of happiness you care about. Feel free to follow me on any of the usual social media channels. And until then, just remember, when in doubt, feed and choose happiness.